Mama, a word that we all know, a word some of us hear a thousand times a day, and some are anxiously waiting for. It's a title accompanied by immense joy, deep loss, and hearty laughter. We love mamas. We love your strength and your sacrifice. We honor your easy days and the days where you hide in the closet. Because we have them too. We know that moms need moms. That's where we come in. And the best part is, you can show up in your messy buns and your sweatpants and we'll never know. In fact, we're probably in ours too. We hear you and we want to connect with you. This is your community. We want you to know that motherhood is important. Motherhood is valuable. The work you do each day matters. So welcome to our sisterhood. Welcome to our circle. Welcome Welcome to to the the mamahood. Okay, welcome to the Mamahood podcast. It's me, Marin Drew Bay, today joined by Bridget. Bridget is a Disney mama. She is the Disneyland guru that you've been looking for. Um, she is a Disney mom of three who is a pro at keeping you updated on the Disneyland Resort's latest news, events, park tips, new foods, and magical experiences on her California Disney Bliss page. Bridget's passion is sharing tips and strategies to help you get the most out of your Disneyland vacation. I love Bridget's bright personality, her realness when sharing about the park, and I love her snack reviews. So I'm super, (laughs) super excited to have her here with us today. Welcome, Bridget. Oh, thank you so much for having me. I am so excited to talk about my favorite subject, Disneyland. There is nothing I like talking more about except maybe my kids. So Disneyland (laughs) with kids, it's it's a win win for me. Yes. Yeah. And we were just talking before this about the importance of moms being able to connect with other moms. Bridget's in the thick of it with littles or she's got 10, 7 and 11 months, 11 months yeah. is what you said. Right. So she's yeah. she's really got like she she's run the gamut with all the ages and she's she's in the thick of it, too, like all of yes. us. <laughs> and we decided to start all over again. And uh, it's not like riding a bike. You don't remember what it's like to have a baby. And um, we forgot about a lot of things like nap times and diaper bags and diaper genie and all that fun stuff. But um, but yeah, we're in the thick of it. And uh, we're just, I just feel lucky to uh, have Disneyland as a little bit of a playground for us because it certainly is a great spot for little kids. Yeah, perfect, perfect place to take your kids and raise them with some magic. Um, but you really do forget you get used to sleeping (laughs) and then you get, you get out of it again and you aren't sleeping again. (laughs) We literally forgot about cleaning bottles and the time and the effort that goes into cleaning bottles. And I, we just, you know, it's, it's funny because now that he's leaving the baby aspect and he's getting more into like the toddler life and he's on the move now, we've had to baby proof our house and, uh, and everything has just been so interesting. That's my cat. Everything's been so interesting. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's been so much fun. It's also been fun um, being reintroduced um, to our Disney life with a baby because mm-hmm. I forgot how much fun having a baby at the parks is. And, yeah. and I have a, everyone, I, I get asked a lot, you know, when, um, when should I bring my baby to Disneyland? And I say, now, always. That's my answer <laughs> right now. Do it right now because whether they are two months old or two years old, 
the experiences that you get with them are some of the most amazing memories that you'll make. And even though they won't remember it at all, you will. And I just, I mean, I have so many memories of my children at the littlest of ages of being at Disneyland, where I'll walk around the park now and I'll remember, oh, that was Max at two years old running to Small World because he was so excited. Mm -hmm. And it just warms my heart. Um, But babies at Disneyland are super fun. And there's a lot that people can do. They don't realize, they think that they're limited at Disneyland. But actually having a baby is is um, you're really not limited. And there's so many opportunities where not only are you not limited, but if you have older kids, they get to have more experiences because you do have a baby. Mm-hmm. Um, you do get to take advantage of rider switch and other things that, um, that afford older kids opportunities to experience rides twice and to do other things that they won't be able to do once you don't have a baby with you. Right, right, right. So just, um, I know what you're referring to, but give a, like a really quick rundown of that tip that how your sure. older kids can ride twice if you have a baby for sure. our listeners. So every um, Disneyland and Disney California Adventure ride has an, um, an option called Rider Switch. So if you are an adult with another adult, let's say it's you know you and your husband and you're at Disneyland and you have a baby and let's say you have a 10-year-old, you can ride a ride that a baby cannot ride and then you can experience it with your child and then after you are done experiencing it with your child, your husband or the other adult gets to switch the baby and you get to then ride that ride with your child without having to wait in line again. So it's really awesome. So like, for example, when I go with my husband, let's say it's just us with the baby, we don't have our older children with us, we'll go on Big Thunder um, Railroad, which is a ride that babies cannot go on, but it's a ride that we love. So my husband will wait in the line, you know, 20 minute wait. He rides it, he enjoys it, he gets off, and then he waits with the baby while I go ride the ride, but I don't have to wait in line all over again. I get to enter through the lightning lane entrance, and it's amazing because, like I said, if you have your children with you, your older children that can ride those rides, they get to ride it twice. Right, they get to go both times, yeah. Yeah, you you wait in line once, and you get to ride it twice. For kids, it's it's great. When Once my um, youngest is old enough to ride the, the bigger ride, they're going to be really sad that they don't get that option anymore. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, where's our rider switch? Mm-hmm. <laughs> we need another baby. Yes. <laughs> I know. Then it's time again. Jump back in again. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. um, okay. So I want you to give – that was a great tip. I want you to give a little background when and why you started your – Disneyland account, your Disneyland page where you share all your tips? Sure. So I'll go back to the very beginning. Um, I, growing up, wasn't, I mean, I went to Disneyland, I went to Walt Disney World often, um, but I wasn't a big Disney fan. And I moved down to Southern California and everybody was wearing Mickey shirts all the time. And everyone here was really (laughs) into Disney. And I was Mm -hmm. like, oh, it's not my thing. It's not my (laughs) shit. Um, and my husband and I went before we had kids and we went to the park and it was, you know, fine, but still, I wasn't a big Disney fan. Um, and then we had our first child and right after she turned one, my father, who was my best friend on earth, he passed away and I took it very, very hard. Um, he was, he was just my world. He was my entire world. And I had a really rough time, um, struggling with the grief because 
he just, you know, he just was everything to me. And when you have a baby, grief can be really challenging. You know, you can't lay in bed all day. You can't sit in a bar all day, you know, drowning your sorrows. You have a baby to take care of and you can't, it's very hard to be down all the time. So a couple of months after my dad passed away and I was just in the thick of grief, um, my husband's birthday was coming up and I'm like, what should I do for his birthday? Like, I got to do something fun, but I also just have to do something with my child. Let's go to Disneyland. So we went to Disneyland and it was, when we first entered, it was like something out of a movie. We walked in and we walked in through the tunnel and waiting at the other end of the tunnel was Mickey Mouse. I've never seen this happen, by the way, since. And my daughter, who could barely walk, she was walking like Bambi, you know, Uh she ran over to him and kissed him on the nose. And I was like, oh my goodness. That's when it happened. You're like... (laughs) I, 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 I heard it. <laughs> I like. I still to this day get goosebumps thinking about that memory. Again, mm-hmm. a memory that she doesn't have, but I do. Mm-hmm. And I was just immediately, immediately a fan. And we mm-hmm. spent the entire day there, and we had the best day, the absolute best day. And as we were leaving, we were walking down Main Street. My husband looked at me and he said, "I haven't seen you smile in six months, <sighs> like this." And I was like, you're right. This has been the happiest day. And that was it. I walked out. I got my annual pass at the time. It was now it's Magic Key. And I I got an annual pass. And I started going all the time. And instead of laying in bed all day or being sad all day or doing whatever, we went to Disneyland. And we started going and going and going because that feeling I wanted over and over and over again. And it was such a great way to get rid of that grief for me. And so we kept on going and going and going. And then we kept on going so much that my friends who decided to go to Disneyland, they're like, Hey, wait a second. You told me about that, that treat that you had, or you told me about that thing that you could do with the ride. Can you tell me more? And Mm -hmm. I'd have more friends asking me about it to the point where I kept on repeating myself. And I was like, this is just getting ridiculous. (laughs) Instagram was starting up. I'm like, yeah. I'm just going to put this stuff on Instagram for my friends yeah. so that they can see what we're doing so that when they go, they know. And then it just turned into a whole other thing. And right when that started happening, COVID hit and the park was shut down for over a year. And um, that was really hard for a lot of people, including mm-hmm. ourselves. But then once it reopened, it was a little bit challenging because there wasn't a pass holder system. There was Mm -hmm. a ticket system. And so I was going as much as I possibly could without completely bankrupting myself. (laughs) And I started doing, I started sharing more tips because I thought that it was more valuable at this point because nobody could just go freely anymore. They had to spend a lot of money to go, even locals. So I wanted to make things easier, faster, and better for people going and to stretch out their dollar while enjoying the park for that day. And then it just became, it just became a whole other thing. And, um, and now I go to the parks about at least two times a week, once with my children, usually. And I absolutely love sharing our Disney life and all the things that we've learned by going to the parks as often as we do with others. I just, I love it. Bridget, that was like the best story I've ever heard. <laughs> like it gave me chills. It made me feel teary. Um, like I literally feel like I just relate to your, just your love of it and your, just that, that spirit of Disney that you have for it. And 
you know, I, my listeners know that, um, that, that we love Disney and, and everything. And I also kind of like, I grew up going to Disney, but, um, it really was after a period of grief for me as well, that it kind of turned into like, oh, this is like a part of our family culture now doing this. And it was because I was diagnosed with MS in 2020. And it was... I'm so sorry. Like, what was so funny about it is that we had just bought annual passes in 2019. (laughs) We had just bought them. And then in 2020, we got to use them once. And then everything shut down. And then I was diagnosed with multiple sclerosis and went through a really terrible deep period of grief and as I was coping with that grief and stuck at home and not able to go and use our annual passes um I was listening to like endless hours of like Disneyland podcasts and like Disneyland like learning all the facts all the history all the stuff you know like Mm -hmm. I just it was like a, a way for me to distract myself from the grief of what I was going through with MS and when they opened the parks, we weren't there opening day, but we were able to get tickets that that same month when they opened and, uh, or like right when they opened it for out of state people. Cause yeah. for a bit there, it was just California. Um, and we went in there and it was pretty uncrowded when it first opened back up mm-hmm. and our little kids were dancing in the street and I just stood there and I just sobbed and the Dapper Dan started singing and my kids were oh. dancing and I was looking over at the Dapper Dan's and I was crying and I was like, I don't feel grief for the first time in three years or how, or two years, however long it had been. I was like, I don't feel grief for the first time in two years. I feel so happy. And so yeah. I think I just relate to you. That's my whole point of sharing the story. I relate to you and that. Um, a lot of times people will be like, why are you guys always going there? Cause you know, we don't even live in California and people are like, why are you always going out there? <laughs> and it's like, A, my husband's job, but B, it's just like, once you, I think, experience a moment where Disneyland kind of heals your soul in some way, mm-hmm. you just, I don't know. It's not like you said, it's not a theme park. It's, mm-hmm. it's, it's your family's playground like you said it's a place for you to feel happy and joy and really like step away from the problems that exist in the world and um anyway I'm so sorry for the loss of your dad and I'm so grateful that you shared that story here and I think it's a really great way to start this interview so that everyone can really see like how much it really means to you that it's not just you know like clickbait stuff online, it's like really like deeply important to you. It is, it is. And it'll always be important to me. And I love that because we have shaped our lives so much around Disneyland and around the culture of Disney that Mm -hmm. I love the thought of when, you know, my kids are out of the house. I'll be old and gray, walking down Main Street with my husband, Jack. (laughs) And that'll be our place as well. And then maybe, you know, one day when I'm not here, my kids will be able to go and they'll be able to feel comfort, you know, mm-hmm. because it is, it's such a, it's such a place for us. And, um, you know, sometimes people will look at Disney adults for, for, you know, for example, which I yes. am, of course, yes. and they'll say, well, you just like Disneyland because you haven't traveled anywhere else. Well, I, 
I had a whole nother life before I had kids. You're like, news to you, I have. (laughs) As much as my kids don't think that I had a life before them, I actually (laughs) did. And I was in broadcast news. I was a CBS news producer. Wow. I traveled all over the world, all over, everywhere, everywhere. It was so cool. It was so fun, very exciting stuff. And Disneyland, I can definitely say, is my favorite place on earth. And I've seen a bunch of other places. I've seen a bunch (laughs) of other places. And so I love reminding people that, that yes, you know, you can be well-traveled. You can enjoy other experiences and still have that Disneyland lifestyle. Because sometimes that Disney adult, you know, persona is, um, you know, people think otherwise. And and that's really not it. Everyone that I've met at Disneyland in passing or as friends – have been such wonderful, warm <coughs> people, positive, happy, and just, you know, just a, 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 everyone that I've met there has just been so wonderful. And um, I have yet, I have yet to be at the parks and as often as I go to meet somebody that, um, you know, wasn't that, that way. Everyone there, I, I, what I love about Disneyland, one of my favorite things about Disneyland is sitting on a bench and watching Mickey come out. And instead of watching Mickey Mouse, I watch the adults around him. <laughs> and they all go, oh, my gosh, it's Mickey. <laughs> and people run to him like he's like a, a superstar. And he is a superstar. But to see, you know, grown men with their tattoos, yep. you know, their baby. And they're like, oh, my God, let's go. my God, it's Mickey, you know. Just to see that. I love it. I love how much. Mickey Mouse makes people so happy. I love I love watching it. And it's so true. It's such a happy place. And, um, you know, for some people, when they first start going, it can be a little daunting. They're spending a lot of money and they have a short time frame to experience everything. And that's yeah. kind of where I come in. And that's why I enjoy doing what I, what I do so much because I do get to help people just get a little bit more of that magic that they deserve, you know, really yeah. that they deserve. I love that everybody so much. Needs, everybody needs that, that in their life. They do. It's like what Walt mm. said, right? There's a whole bunch of kid in every adult. And it Absolutely. really comes out at Disneyland. It's the cutest thing to see. I love that so much. Um, I feel like you kind of hit on my next question, which was what value has Disneyland added to mm. you as a mom and in your motherhood journey? Is there anything else you'd want to add to that? Um. Yeah. You know, the the thing about going to Disneyland with, with little kids is that, you know, sometimes um, what I struggle with at going so often as I do is that I, I'm a yes mom. <laughs> I'm a yes mom. I like being a yes mom. I mean, everybody mm-hmm. does, right? Mm-hmm. It's really fun. But when you go a lot, it's kind of hard to be a yes mom all the time. You know, yeah. we don't have a um, limitless budget. Mm -hmm. And so one thing it's really taught me is how to show the kids that the experience of Disneyland is greater than the merchandise. It's greater than the, um, the toys. It's greater than the objects. And that's really helped me in my entire motherhood journey of showing the children that experiences moments with your family, moments with your friends, that are happy and warm go far greater um, in your life than just a toy. And I love that. And the park has been very um, valuable in um, helping me teach the teach, helping me learn that as a mother and then teaching that to my children as well. 
experiences, not things. Mm -hmm. Love that so much. Love it. Love it. So you, you started going when your oldest was a little, little baby, it sounds like, and now she's 10. So you've really experienced so many highs, (laughs) so many lows at Disneyland. You've really done it all. So I want you to share with our listeners, maybe one of each, like a funny or like one of those low, low moments that maybe you, (laughs) maybe you remember and think back on. Oh yeah, we have a couple of those. Um, you know, with, with, with no matter where you are, right? You could be on a yacht in the south of France. You're going to have a good moment. You're going to have a bad moment. And yeah. the same thing happens at Disneyland. You know, um, kids get you know, especially when they first start going to Disneyland, um, if they're not used to the parks, they can get a little bit overwhelmed Mm -hmm. with the noise and the sounds and the colors and all the things that are going on. And, you know, my daughter who's 10, she's practically been raised at Disneyland. She's been going there for nine years. Mm -hmm. And the thing that I feel is the hardest is teaching your child how to wait in line. Mm-hmm. Waiting in line is very hard, especially for a toddler. So hard, yeah. Especially for a toddler. <laughs> um, we have had full-on breakdown moments, right? Just waiting in line. Um, or, you know, it, it really, there's been moments at Disneyland that have really um, shown me that I was a green parent when I first started, <laughs> or I was a naive parent, you know, like when you forget the diaper bag or whatever, or, you mm-hmm. know, whatever it may be. But to, go, to start off with just a complete parenting fail, parenting fail. <laughs> we love fails around and this, here. And this is an embarrassing <laughs> one, guys, okay? So Alrighty. my daughter was two, or th- yeah, two, and I was pregnant with my son. And it was a very, very hot day. So on very hot days, I like to enjoy rides that have air conditioning, right? Mm-hmm. And one of the rides that has the best air conditioning is a Disney California Adventure, and it's the Little Mermaid ride. Mm-hmm. So my husband and I, we get on the ride. And my husband is a total Disney dad, by the way. He loves it just as much as I do. I love and we that get on so the ride. Much. We have the two-year-old, Saren, my daughter, and then I'm pregnant, so I'm obviously exhausted. Yeah. And it was one of those days that it was so hot that it wasn't packed. The 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 crowds were very low because people it was stayed so home. hot. Mm-hmm. Yep, a lot of people were staying at home. So we get onto the ride, and it was just you know it's so dark in that ride, and the air conditioning is so nice. When you go down and you're going under the water oh, and it just blasts you. And you hear Ariel, <laughs> la 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 la. You know that whole nine yards. Yeah. So we're really enjoying the ride, and I think we enjoyed it too much because we wound up falling asleep. <gasps> on the ride. Oh, you guys were so tired. Oh no! <laughs> and I was and you, like you're, you're like, they, like our child, our daughter was like strapped in, like she can't go anywhere. Yeah. But <laughs> I realized that we had fallen asleep because when I woke up, we were at the beginning again. And I was like, Oh my god! Wait, what happened? Wait! Oh my gosh! How long have we been on this ride for? Oh. Wait, what happened? And I'm like hitting my husband. Wake up! Wake up! Oh my gosh! Oh my gosh! And so. I looked that at Sarah and she's two. She can't even like explain to me like what is going on. Mm-hmm. We ride the ride all the way again and we get off the ride and it was such a walk of shame. I get yeah. off and I just like look down and they were just those cast members. They were all so wonderful, but they were chuckling. I bet and they were like, dying. They were like, we didn't have it in us to wake you up. So we just let you go around. Oh my gosh. I wonder I how many so times you went around. I think at least twice. At least oh twice. I bet your daughter, though, was just loving it. Like, Ariel, again, Ariel, I was so mortified that I couldn't bear 
to go back on that ride for a solid couple months. You're like, I was going like, to recognize me. <laughs> I was like, oh my gosh, I can't believe I did that. So that is the lowest of the low. I love I, yeah, so that happened. That's amazing. Um, that that was, might be one of the best Disney stories I've ever heard. That is too good. <laughs> I mean, I am very lucky that I wasn't like on the news. Like I could just see the headline now, you know? You just right. Terrible, horrible parent falls asleep on Disneyland ride with child. No. I just, oh, my gosh. oh gosh. But that's um, really sweet. The cast members were like, we're just going to let them. Let him rest. <laughs> they all saw me. I was like huge, you know, yeah. pregnant with the sweat dripping down. You know, they're the checking whole on the kid. They're like, "Oh, she's okay. She can go." It's again. Okay. <laughs> and I mean, I don't even know. It was. It was definitely one of those moments where I just the rest of the day I was just like, I can't believe that I did that. I cannot believe. But um, you know, the cast members are really what make Disneyland special, and mm. um, they all of them, all Disney cast members, have the. Um, authority to spread magic in any way that they would like which mm-hmm. and and some of the magic that have been spread has been spread to us has been absolutely unbelievable and i like to think that that was the magic that they gave us that day they knew yep. that we needed that three minute nap which goes a long way as a parent three minutes three minute nap oh yeah that can that, that's right oh, for me yeah, <laughs> yeah. i always that's say i'm like give me. me 10 minutes and i will be a new woman i just need oh, 10 yeah. minutes <laughs> A cat nap, that's it, boom, and you're done, right? Yeah. But um, so that was definitely the lowest of the low. I love that so much. Is there a recent high that you can think of, or? Gosh, there's so many highs. Um, there really are. There are absolutely so many highs being there. We have made so many core memories there. Um, I would definitely say. That one of the highs that we had is is more a personal high. So, like I said, we have our ten year old, and then we have our seven year old, and we have our baby. And um, when our baby was born, uh, I was actually in the ICU. I had a really, really um, hard birth. Wow! And it was it was pretty it was a pretty dangerous birth. Really? I had um, placenta and creta, which is oh. really really dangerous to have. I was in the hospital for a month before I had the baby. And because of COVID restrictions, I I couldn't see the kids for a month. I couldn't see my two kids for a month. It was very, very hard. Yes, it was very hard. Just to add to the misery of COVID. Yes, it was very, very hard. And so we had our baby. And then right after I got out of the ICU, we found out that he had a condition and he needed to have two major surgeries at Chalk Hospital, um, right by Disneyland, actually. And... He was at the hospital for five weeks. Oh, my word. What a hard hard. start. It was a very, very hard start. And I remember thinking to myself, I know that as a family, we are healed when we are all back on Main Street together. I know. I know that that's going to be my moment where I can just go, we made it. Right? We made made it. it through. And going back to Disneyland with all of us. And our baby, who was back home from the hospital after such a long time and such a hard struggle, walking down Main Street, just happy tears flowing down my face because I realized that we were fine. We had made it. We had made it through the darkest storm and we had made it. And I was the happiest person. I mean, I don't know. I think my cheeks were going to pop because I was smiling so so much. And just that first day of having him there and showing him this whole new world that he's going to be part of yeah. was 
just quite honestly, absolutely amazing. It was just absolutely amazing. But yeah, so that that was definitely a big high that we had, the big high. Yeah. 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 Well, you're a tough cookie. You've been through it. I know. You really have. It was, um, you know, you, uh, sometimes you have to go through it to get, to get something so wonderful. And our baby is just the happiest baby in the entire world. And it's like, he knows that he had to go through something so hard and he's so, um, appreciative of life, even though he's only 11 months old. Yeah. I look over at him and I'm like, you're a really happy kid. You know, <laughs> you're I were present you. in your life. I want to be more like you. <laughs> I know. So, um, so that was a pretty, that was a pretty amazing moment, but we have a lot of amazing moments. Quite often my husband goes, you already told us that before. I'm like, this is the best Disney date ever. And he's like, you said that last week. And I'm like, yeah, I know I said last week, but this is the new best Disney day. <laughs> this is the new best Disney day. It sounds like so our husbands would get along. Oh, we, go. we have a running joke that my husband, that there's two versions of him. It's like Jekyll and Hyde. There's like non-Disney Dallin and then there's Disney Dallin. Like we go into Disneyland and he like puts his Indiana Jones hat on. He's like cruising around the park and he's like turns into Walt Disney and like he just goes full Disney dad. <laughs> <laughs> well, he has an Indiana Jones hat. He bought one of the hats that's like across from the Jungle Cruise in that gift yes, shop. Yes, yes, yes. Uh-huh. Yeah. It's a pretty funny story because he has like a really big head and <laughs> he passed it on to my kids. They have ginormous heads and um, like 99 percentile heads. Mm-hmm. And um, we were there for like several days in a row. And this was like a year ago. And um, he just kept going into the shop because he really wanted an Indiana Jones hat, like the leather, the nice leather. And he kept trying them on, and none of them would fit his giant head. And he kept asking (laughs) the cast members, he's like, do you have this one in an extra large? And they're like, I really think we might get some extra larges in later today, maybe tomorrow. Just check back. Well, he checked back so many times that they just totally knew who he was. Like when they'd walk in, they'd be like, we don't have extra large yet. Sorry. And it was just like this running joke that. And so finally on like day five, um, he's like, you can you just go in? Like, I'm not going to walk back into that shop. Like, please, I'm not showing my face again (laughs) in there as the guy that wants the extra large hat. And I was like, okay, so I go in there and I find a hat and I'm like, Hey, um, Oh, you have extra large. So I grabbed the extra large. I'm like, Oh, they have it. So I go to purchase it and she's like, Oh, you're buying an extra large hat. Are you the wife of the man with the really big head? (laughs) (laughs) And I was like, yeah, I am. I love Disney cast members. (laughs) They're the best, but she just knew she's like, no one else has asked for an extra large. You have to be related to this guy. Oh so the Indiana Jones hat is like a running joke because it's it's an extra large for his big old his big, <laughs> his big old head. head. Yeah. Well, he's definitely already made his mark at Disneyland. That's amazing. Yeah, I love yep. it. So funny. love it. Anyway, so I feel like one of your strengths, one of the things I love about your page is you are just so good at finding like hidden little secrets, hidden little spots at Disneyland that you love to share. Is there one of those that you could share for our listeners, for those who are going to head into Disneyland this summer, maybe a secret spot or a secret, just one of your best Disney secrets you'd want to share? Absolutely. You know, um, Disneyland is amazing. It's, it's very small. People don't realize how small Disneyland is. Mm -hmm. Um, Walt Disney world is huge. And most people are shocked when I tell them this. 51 Disneylands can fit inside of Walt Disney World. Is that including all is, the parks? It's all clear, yeah, the, the entire Walt Disney. <laughs> that is the entire nice. Walt Disney World. It is unbelievable. <laughs> 
people, like when, when people come to Disneyland, they're Walt Disney World people, they're like, oh my gosh, why is your castle castle? so small? (laughs) I'm like, hey now, (laughs) that's Walt's castle. No, 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 it's Walt's castle. But you know, people love the idea that when they come here, they can walk across from Disneyland to California Adventure. It's a minute maybe you know long yeah we're not walk. taking any buses over here nope. we're just walking no, we're across easy. we're casual <laughs> people in california and that's exactly how it is at disneyland you know but what's so amazing about disneyland is that there's so many different parts to it and different little crevices and nooks and crannies and because i go so often i've really gotten the opportunity to find all of them mm-hmm. um and even though it might upset some people sometimes that i'm sharing these hidden <laughs> gems um it's my duty to do that mm-hmm. and um and i love sharing that because you know disneyland for even adults even adults that go all the time like myself it can get you just you, sometimes you just need five minutes to be in air conditioning and to sit down and relax and put your feet up. I mm-hmm. need that all the time. Yeah. So there's two places that I'll, I'll tell you about. The first one is right when you walk in the park, it's on main street and it's the main street cinema. Yep. It is to the right. If you're walking towards the castle and it is a tiny little, very dark movie theater playing six or so different, um, uh, flicks of Mickey Mouse's earliest days, and it is wonderfully air conditioning, air conditioned, and <laughs> it has beautiful benches inside, and it's nice and dark. So if you have a napping baby, they can be in there as well. Yeah. And what's amazing is that in the center of this very small theater is a little stage, and that is reserved for children so that they can stand and they can watch. And it's really the best of both worlds. I get a break and they get a break because sometimes kids just have to turn off their brain, Mm -hmm. you know, just like we do. And they turn off their brain and they just, and they, it's so funny. My kids love watching the old flicks of Mickey Mouse, even though he's not talking, even though it's not the best animation that they're, they're used to today. They love those original flicks and they sit there and they get cool and I get cool. Sometimes I even bring snacks in there. You're allowed to bring food in there. And then we walk out and we're a little rejuvenated. We're a little refreshed. Also, it's great while you're waiting for a parade. I prefer to watch parades on Main Street. I love watching parades on Main Street. And while I'm waiting, I usually try to sit on that side. My kids can go in. They're a little bit older now. You know, they're 10 and 7. And they can go in and they can watch and they can relax. Or my husband will take them in. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that's one great spot. Genius. Another, another good spot that I absolutely love is um, Golden Horseshoe. The Golden Horseshoe is a um, quick service dining location in Frontierland. I love Frontierland. And it is, um, it has two stories to it, has two levels to it. And it's just, it's a, a very basic eatery. It's got chicken fingers. It's got, you know, the, the, the usual um, Disneyland fare. The Sometimes they have really the mozzarella sticks with an amazing cheese bowl, by the way, <laughs> from those mozzarella sticks. And you can get sodas, you can get coffees, and you can get really, really good sundaes. But they also have a little bit of a show there. They have a little pianist that comes out. He does his little, you know, cute um, golden horseshoe show. Um, and upstairs, though, there's a second level where it's just chairs. It's also there's a couch. It's wonderfully air conditioning. It's also dark. You can watch the show from above. My kids have seen it. That show, I don't know, 50 times. And they still are like in awe when they're watching it while they're eating their Sunday. And that's just another great place to reset, you know, kind of just 
you know, relax a little bit, get cool, or sometimes get warm when it gets cold out. They have a really good heating system as well. And then we go back to the park rejuvenated. Genius tips. Genius. Yeah. I have a bit of a core memory sitting in that cinema nursing my baby. <laughs> oh, yeah, absolutely. Because <laughs> I tried to go in the baby center and there was a long line for the nursing chairs. Mm-hmm. And I was like, nope, we're not doing this. I went to the main street cinema. I just sat there and nursed my baby. I had no cover. And another mom came in and she's like, you look like you're about done with the day. And I was like, yeah, just <laughs> just making it through. When you're a breastfeeding mama, you know, you're just looking oh. for any little spot. <laughs> Yeah, any little like nook and cranny, absolutely. And that's definitely one of them, especially like when it's dark, you know, and like you can kind of, you know, tip your eyes back a little bit, you know, you know, you could fall asleep on a little mermaid ride, you know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, that, that was a tip. Just yeah, fall asleep there and they'll let you keep riding. <laughs> they'll let you keep on going around. Um, oh, but yeah, I need to check you know, out that couch. Lot, <laughs> I know, there's a lot of nooks and crannies there. And um, it's funny because – you know, I, get, I do get asked often, um, you know, don't you ever get sick and tired of going to Disneyland? And my answer is no before they even finish the sentence because <laughs> You know I, what they're going to ask already. <laughs> I know what they're going to ask. I can hear it already. And I honestly, honestly will say every single time, every time I go to Disneyland, I see something I've never seen before. I experience something I've never experienced before. I am part of something that I haven't been part of yet before. And... Um, it, it, it surprises me every single time that I can go over and over and over and over again. And that it's so small and that I still am like, whoa, there's that. Oh my gosh, what's this? Every single time. Um, so it's pretty amazing that they have all these like little hidden gems, like the hidden Mickeys, you know, where I can walk by a spot a hundred times and then I'll look in the hidden Mickey book. There's a hidden Mickey there. And I, and then once I see it, you can't ever unsee it. Yeah, you know, but there's so many things to see and do and explore there, regardless of how many times you go. Amazing. Amazing. Genius. And that is amazing to hear having you going every week and still seeing new things. That is just crazy, crazy to me. But but when you watch like I want everyone listening to go watch the Imagineering story on Mm -hmm. Disney Plus, because when you watch that and see like how many minds went into this, how much like love and detail and care went into it. Like it's not surprising that there are just so many tiny little details that someone would have thrown in there, you know? And it's just, yeah. it really was like a, a, a labor of love, you know? Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Imagineers, I truly feel embody the, um, the art of Disney with everything that they do and how they pay attention to detail they got from Walt Disney who you know that was his that was his reason of being so successful is that he paid attention to detail and that's why there's the firehouse his apartment above the firehouse because he wanted during the construction of Disneyland he wanted to live there so that he could oversee <laughs> every single day every little attention to detail and the Imagineers embody that spirit today and the things that they add and the things that they touch and the things that they create. Every time I'm blown away because that attention to detail is so appreciated by somebody like me, somebody yeah. who loves Disney as much. You know, for example, I'm sure you know the light bulb in the refreshment corner, you know, yeah. Coke yep. Corner, <laughs> on Main Street. That had to get it perfectly right. But tell it to everybody because it's yes. just so fun. So, 
Coke Corner, Refreshment Corner, is a Coca-Cola looking like stand. It's, it's on Main Street right there at the very end of Main Street. Um, it's got really good snacks. But at night, it's the, really the lights of Main Street that make Main Street so special. And the lights at Coke Corner are red and white, red and white. Each light bulb is, is red or white. Well, when right, literally right before Disneyland opened, while Disney was walking down, and of course he looked at the lights. I don't know why. I wouldn't, right? But he did. But he's he looked at the lights and he noticed that the lights, because of the number of lights, instead of being red, white, red, white, it was red, white, red, red, mm-hmm. white, because of the, the order of the lights. And so he said, this is not going to do. This is not going to work. So I need you to get a light bulb. I need you to paint one side white and one side red so that it can continue <laughs> going red, white, red, white. And so one light bulb, if you look up, Half of it's painted white, half it's painted red. And I would say maybe six months ago, that light bulb went out. Oh, really? And somebody, yep, and somebody replaced it with another red light bulb. And <gasps> oh my goodness, was there an uproar. Was there an uproar? It was like, mayday, mayday. <laughs> All Waltz. the Disney people are like, excuse me. Oh, no. It's it not was going to work. Were, oh, my God. It was. I had people messaging me like, did you see? Did you see the light bulb? Can did you, you believe it? And, and instantly, instantly, that light bulb was back. It was That's like, hilarious. whoever put that red one up there. Um, they had it very big. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> because that was not paying attention to detail. And they corrected it very, very quickly. But, um, but yeah, that attention to detail has spilled into the fans of Disneyland. And that's what makes, again, the place is so special. So fun. So since we are on the topic of Imagineers, I want you to just hit on really fast. I, you mm. mentioned before the show, it's fascinating to me. It's your stepdad who yes. was an Imagineer, is an Imagineer. Yes. I just yes. want to hear a little bit about that. What what kind of sure my um my parents are divorced and my mom remarried and um and he told me that he like you know was an an engineer he helped build the seventy three toll road here in Orange County he's built all these different you know buildings and he's quite the artist let me tell you I have a lot of his pieces hanging in my house oh, he's such an artist. He went to Notre Dame, um, and he's just the most amazing engineer, but he definitely has that artist, you know, mind. So anyway, um, I mean, my, I think they were married, my mom and him, for about, gosh, 15, 18 years, and we started going to Disneyland, and he's like, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, no, I used to work for Disneyland. I'm like, <laughs> what? You're Disney? just learning this now. <laughs> he's like, oh, yeah, I was an Imagineer. I'm like, excuse me? You've got to be kidding me. You've got to be kidding me. He's like, Bridget, no, I helped design Splash Mountain. I was like, what? How How did we not know this? He's like, oh, I just didn't think it was a big deal. You know, it's just, I'm like, it's, uh, it's a very, very big deal. Um, this happens to be the biggest are, deal. <laughs> yes, Imagineers are considered gods, right? They are yes. considered gods at the park. And um, he's like, no, I had my Imagineering hat right upstairs. And not all people that work on a ride are considered Imagineers. Imagineers are engineers who take the imagination to take that image and turn it into reality so that we can experience it, right? Right. And so if you are that type of engineer where you're mixing those two worlds together, um, then you get the Imagineering, you know, hard hat. And so I now have it. But yes, he helped design Splash Mountain. And, um, and it was amazing because he talks to me about it in such a technical way. 
mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. And he's like, oh, working on water rides are the hardest, you know, and all this stuff. And he showed me all <laughs> of that, how he designed it. And a lot of the stuff um, still, I, I can't, I, I'm not allowed to share on my page. Really? He signed, yeah, he signed many wow. different documents saying that he would never share these documents as well. But, um, but I do, I have all of his letterhead. I have his notebooks. I have the pens. I have everything that he had from that time period. You're probably way more um, attached to it than he is. <laughs> oh, I am. Like he's like, oh, he's like, oh, I'm just gonna get rid of this. I was like, oh, are you what? kidding me? That's <laughs> <laughs> amazing that we have that. And what's so funny, and this is a complete side note. It's a complete side note. But um, right after COVID, we were looking for a kitten. We we're looking for a cat, and we wanted a very specific um, type of cat that we wanted to rescue. And the rescue places they have, they will rescue litters, right, of cats. Mm-hmm. And we kept on looking and looking. We didn't find the cat that we were that we wanted. And um, we found a cat that we liked online. And we immediately went to go see the cat. And she wasn't there. The cat wasn't there. And I'm like, well, what is this litter name? Because all the litters are named, you know, colors or they're named whatever. And they're like, oh, this is the Disneyland litter. I was like, excuse me? What do you mean this is the Disneyland litter? I'm like, oh, well, all the cats are named after Disneyland rides. And I'm like, well, what's the one that we want? Oh, that's Splash Mountain. You're like, that's like, the one. <laughs> that's it. I didn't even meet her yet. We, we, and we, you know, we put down our deposit to rescue her. We call her Splash for short. And so, yes, we have a cat named Splash Mountain. My stepdad was an Imagineer for Splash Mountain. So when Splash Mountain just recently closed, oh. I bet that was so, so emotional. So it was emotional. And I asked him, I'm like, is that... You know, how do you feel about something that you worked so hard on closing? And he goes, oh, he goes, oh, he goes, oh, that's fine. He goes, as long as they don't change the mechanics of the ride, that's all I care about. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He goes, the theme is the theme. He goes, the theme can come and go, but the ride itself is what makes it special. And that's what he worked on. So he's like, oh, they can change it to whatever they want. As long as they don't change the actual log, ride, like, like the ride going down. Like yeah, he's splash. like, that was a lot of work. <laughs> Oh my gosh. He said it was uh, extremely challenging to perfect. And the first couple times that they actually ran the, the test run, the log sank every time. Oh, really? Wow. Yeah. He goes, we could not figure out how to keep the logs afloat. And we know that's vital. Mm-hmm. <laughs> to the yeah, we don't want people sinking. <laughs> and he goes, that was very, very hard. He goes, we lost a lot of, um, you know, dummies that they put in, you know, fake, wow. fake dummies that they put in the logs, you know, they all, he was like, yeah, they didn't, you know, it didn't work out for them. So, um, <laughs> very, very hard ride to, um, create because of that aspect. Wow. But yeah. So we have a little bit of Disney history in our family as well. That's amazing. That is so cool. Yeah. I'm going to, I know I'm going to like have a hundred questions for you later on. Ooh. I'm going to texting you like, so what about, <laughs> just kidding. Oh, absolutely. Bring it on for sure. No, for that's sure. just amazing. And then the splash mountain cat. That's so fun too. Um, so what would you say, switching gears, what would you say is like your number one must have like item product to bring into the park going with little kids? A stroller, a stroller, a stroller. Um, no matter how old your child is, a stroller. (laughs) I, I, um, I say this very, very often. Actually, there's a couple of things, but a stroller is by far, even if your child doesn't use a stroller anymore. You know, I have a 10-year-old and a 7-year-old, and, and also we now have our baby, so we're using the stroller a lot more than we used to. But Disneyland is one of those places where you go, I'm just going to go for a couple of hours. Mm-hmm. But it's like a casino. 
You know, <laughs> you lose all track of time. I love that comparison. You don't know. You don't know what time it is. You're like, wait, it's the sun setting. Wait, what's going on? We've been here for two hours. Mm-hmm. You once you go there, a couple of hours can easily turn into twelve. Trust yeah. me, I've done it. And kids, they get tired. They eat a lot of sugar. They eat a lot of junk. They've been standing, waiting in line for a very long time. It gets hot. It gets cold. The stroller is your base. The stroller is your base. And what's also great about having a stroller is that you don't have to get a locker. You don't have to have a big, heavy backpack on your back walking around all day. That locker is your little, sorry, that stroller is your like mini, you know, locker that you get to use. You can have your water, you can have your blankets for when it gets cold, your jackets, your, you know, your layers of clothing, your snacks. A, lo- uh, a stroller is definitely something that I highly recommend as long as you can swing it because it is vital. I mean, now when I go to the parks, I do try to go at least once a week solo. Hmm. Um, I'm like, wait, oh, I have to carry around my jacket? Oh. <laughs> I have to bring this on the ride? <laughs> oh my God, I do this, I do this, you know, because that stroller is really, really great. Yeah. Um, another thing that I think is very vital is you have to have a phone charger. Mm-hmm. Everything now since COVID, since the parks reopened, is done through the Disneyland app. Whether we like it or not, mm-hmm. that's how it is. You get into the park that way. You mobile order your food that way, which is a vital thing. You yeah. get your Genie Plus rides that way. There are so many things that you use that Disneyland app for now that it drains your battery very, very quickly. And if you're using something like Genie Plus, which is the Fast Pass, you know, that replaced the former Fast Pass system, if you've paid for that and your phone dies, you've just lost now your opportunity to skip those lines and go in the lightning lane. Having that phone, you know, backup is great. That phone charger backup. And inside the parks, they have something called Fuel Rod, um, where you pay $30 once, and then you can unlimit, you know, you can um, uh, exchange it unlimited amounts of time over and over again. It's something that I use often. I used to bring my chargers from home, but I'd always forget to charge the charger. Charge the charger, yeah. Charge the charger, so I just use the Fuel Rods. That would be my second thing. And then my third is a picnic blanket, oh, a waterproof, good idea. especially with kids, a waterproof picnic blanket. Um, while you're not allowed to just lay down a blanket in the middle of Disneyland, while you're waiting for rides or shows or where you're just like eating like a, you know, ice cream cone and there's no space. Mm-hmm. I have a waterproof picnic blanket that I bought at Target for $5 back in the day. <laughs> and it shields little bums from the hot curb or the cold curb mm-hmm. or the cold curb while they're waiting for a parade and they have like that's their zone they know that that is their zone they don't go into other this people's where you zones stay. <laughs> where you stay and I bring out little Legos I have a little Lego box I have a little mini Jenga set they eat their snacks on there and we wait for the parade and it just makes your mama Disney life so much easier having that picnic blanket and it folds up into a little tiny square. So it's really easy to put in your stroller. Genius. Genius. See, she's, she is the Disney queen. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Okay. So I wanted to hit really fast on food. Like, I think Mm -hmm. this is something that I've noticed that you are passionate about. At least I can assume. Yes. Um, Yes. So I want you to share I, like dining and snacks at Disney are two completely different categories, which may not make sense to people. But if you've been enough, you understand it's completely different categories. So I want you to share first, like your 
your all-time number one best dining location if you have kids. And then I want you to share about your favorite Disney snacks that people have to try if they're just going to go one one time to Disneyland. What do they have to try? Wow. Okay. Well, yes. Disney food. That is a huge part of our lifestyle at Disneyland. My husband likes to eat. He likes to eat a lot. <laughs> he likes to eat he, more than most foodie. people do. <laughs> he's a big, big um, Disneyland foodie. And so am I, of course. Um, while we do bring snacks in and stuff for our kids, you know, sometimes it's very, very hard to push the turkey sandwich you made at home at them when they're looking around and they see yep. everything else. And that they're smelling have. it. <laughs> and they're smelling it. And I'm smelling it. And you're just like, oh my gosh, you know, this mm-hmm. is, you know, so it smells so good and I have to have it. Disneyland in the last couple years specifically have gone above and beyond with making kind of getting out of that churros and turkey leg and, you know, pretzel, um, snack, like you were saying, Mm -hmm. and has really been doing a lot more interesting types of snacks, flavorful snacks, and also meals. Mm -hmm. Right. So there's a couple different places which are perfect for kids that I, I enjoy taking my kids to, um, for multiple, for multiple, for multiple reasons. So one of them is Rancho del Zocalo. That is in Frontierland. And why I like it is because what we tend to do, our family, my husband for dinner wants Mexican food and my children want chicken fingers. Or one of my children want a cheeseburger. One of my ch- one of my other children wants a chicken tender and the other one wants a burrito, mm-hmm. right? That's very hard to do. The location at Rancho del Zocalo is right in the center of a lot of other different quick service dining spots. So I will mobile order at the for for three different pickups at three different little places and I go pick them up and we eat outside at the Rancho del Zocalo place because my husband usually will eat there mm-hmm. and then while we're still eating there's a little spot that's right on the outside of the restaurant where kids can kind of roam freely and, and it's, it's like really um compact they can't go anywhere yeah. so your kids have to be a little bit older you know not really for toddlers but they get to play while we're still eating and they also have water there that you can get yourself, which is great. And you can also go back into the restaurant and refill your Coke or your hot cocoa or your coffees. And you can do that yourself. Um, So it's super duper easy. It's just one of those spots that I love that the whole family likes. Um, We also like dining a little bit fancier sometimes inside the parks. Lamplight Lounge um, is amazing. It's a Disney California adventure. You do need a reservation for that, but it is worth it, especially if you can time it out right. So, and I'll be sharing this on my page. I'm coming up. If you have older kids, I can stay up a little bit later. You can eat and try to get a reservation around seven 30. Well, at nine o'clock world of color one shows, and you can stay there and you can watch the show right from your table. Mm-hmm. Another reason why we like eating there is we ask for the rail like along the railing, a table along the railing. And while we're eating, cause like, you know, kids eat and they eat fast, they eat little small things and they're done. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. But while we're eating, they can watch the roller coaster and credit coaster go by. You can literally hear the screams of people from that restaurant, you know, wee, wee, wee. and they get to look at all like the whole entire landscape and they love it. And we're still eating and enjoying our, our, you know, our meal. So that's a really, really great spot as well. Um, talking about what, 
the, like the most amazing thing to get at the parks is a very tough question for me. We eat a lot at the parks. And um, what Disneyland has been great at doing recently is seasonal items. So, which can be a good thing and a bad thing because you'll fall in love with something and, and then it's, it's gone. gone. And yeah. you have to wait for another year. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so... That could be a little bit challenging, but um, I love their seasonal items. They're very, very good at at putting out new things constantly over and over and over and over again. But there's also a lot of good main, you know, stay options as well. The Plaza Inn is one of those places that it is a um, quick service dining spot. You can sit down inside and outside. In the morning, they have a character um, brunch, but in the afternoon and at dinner, you can, you know, just, it's just a regular lunch and dinner menu. And it's almost like a buffet style in the sense, although they serve you and then you can sit inside or outside. It's a place that's almost never packed outside. I love sitting um, at the Plaza Inn, but the food is so good because they have a fried chicken that is unbelievable. It's legendary. Mm -hmm. And rumor has it that it's a recipe, you know, from Walt Disney's um, uh, uh, childhood, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so it's just like good, like old, like fashion fried chicken with the mashed potatoes, you know? Mm -hmm. Yes. And it just makes you feel so good. And I love, love eating there in the winter during Christmas. Because inside a Plaza Inn, they have all these different kind of Christmas trees and it's so warm and you have like the comfort food, you know, yeah. and you can see the twinkling lights of the tree at just a very special place. So that's definitely a spot that always will have fried chicken at the Plaza Inn. Yeah. And once you had it once, you're going to want it again and again it's and so again. It's so good. Yeah. Love the yeah, Plaza. My husband's, good. one of my husband's favorite foods in the whole park is the roast at the plaza in actually oh yeah yeah, yeah. absolutely yeah. it's so but it he, is so he always asks for the white gravy instead of the oh instead of the dark gravy, gravy. yeah oh yeah now that's a tip i haven't done okay i'm gonna favorite. Have to that's his favorite i i go for the chicken but he loves the roast so oh, <laughs> we'll have to try it with so the good it's so good yeah i don't think we've sat inside at christmas time though at the plaza Inn. so we're gonna it's have nice. to try that we're going to have to try that. If you sit inside, there's, you know, there's two sides to the restaurant. Go to the ends of the restaurant because it's almost like an atrium with all of the windows. Mm-hmm. So you can sit in the atrium where it's still nice and warm and there's a Christmas tree there, but you can see the castle all lit up at night. And it's like Christmas, especially during Christmas. And it's like, you know, whole Christmas facade, the bright lights shining. And it's just, honestly, it just warms your heart. It really does. Yeah. The, um... We're blocked out. All magic keys are blocked um, right before Christmas starts until after the new year. And so we always make a point of going to the park on the very last day. And that is how we end always our Disneyland year is by eating dinner at the Plaza Inn together as a family. And then we enjoy the dinner and we walk out down Main Street, say goodbye to the tree and say goodbye to Disneyland for the year. Every single year, it's our I tradition. I love that. You are so good at describing these magic moments. I hope you're convincing <laughs> all the moms who are on the fence to just do it because you are just, just do you it. seriously should be like, like you are an, a wonderful ad for Disneyland right now. <laughs> I can tell you've been on a newscaster because you're very, very well-spoken and good at describing things. <laughs> I, I get that often. I'm like, your, your voice kind of sounds like that. I'm like, well, yeah, that, that's, yeah, that was my background. Yeah. Again, that life that I had before kids. <laughs> yes. Which we all, we all, it's, it's a 180 change. <laughs> before and after (laughs) yeah I know I explained to my kids once that I went to college and they were like what like 
<laughs> you haven't just always been a mom? Like, no. Like, I, I went to college. <laughs> and they were mind blown by that for some reason. <laughs> yeah. I recently took our kids to my college so that they could see I went to Pepperdine in mm-hmm. Malibu. And my kids are like, you didn't go here. I'm like, no, I, I did. Trust me. I did. And like, well, no, no, you didn't. I'm like, trust me, I did. And they were like, they were shocked. I showed them like my dorm, you know, and everything. And they were like, well, it's not really dorms. There's like, there's like, they have like apartments. And they were just like, their mouths are to the floor. And I'm like, you know, I did have this wonderful like life. And then. You didn't always And now this. I'm in It's amazing. <laughs> But yes, I used to be here and it was amazing. Yeah. But um but yeah, kids, it's all about them, of course. Yeah. Once they're here. So um just kind of like an overall word for those moms who are so intimidated by booking the trip. Um they've mm-hmm. got little kids, it's expensive, um, they they know they wanna do it, they have memories there, but it's just I know a lot of moms who like can't convince the husband, you know, so what, what's just like kind of like your final word of like encouragement, advice to these moms that are listening? Cause a lot of our listeners, they aren't local to California able to sure. go all the time. You know, it's like a big ordeal booking that trip. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, um, you know, dealing, going to the parks after, uh, um, COVID when we didn't have the annual passes and we had to buy the tickets, Mm-hmm. that's when I, I realized, wow, you know, this is a very expensive day yeah. for a lot of people, for a lot of people, yeah. especially if you have a larger family, you know, you have three or four kids or whatever it may be. And you and your husband, that's a very expensive day. Yeah. Now, um, I will say that's worth it. It's definitely worth it. Um, a Disneyland ticket, let's say it costs for an adult, um, or, you know, over, over, um, three years old, let's say it costs $145, right? Well, $145 gets you rope drop to fireworks. It gets you there at 8am, usually till midnight. Mm-hmm. So when you say rope drop to fireworks, that typically means when the park opens and they drop the rope and fireworks means it's the end of the evening, right? So in that day of, let's say it's, um, for, you know, let's say it's a 16 hour day, you know, or 15 hour day, you get all the rides, right? You get fireworks or a fireworks show, you know, or, you know, some sort of projection show. There are all these other types of shows. Some of them are really Broadway worthy. Yeah. You get live entertainment, live music, you get experiences you won't see anywhere else, right? And if you talk about the entire breakdown, that $134, $140, whatever it may be, actually, if when you think about it, you're like, wait a second, I would have spent that on going and sitting in, at, a, at a nice seat at a baseball game for mm-hmm. one person mm-hmm. or going mm-hmm. to a Lady Gaga concert for two hours. Oh, yeah. And not even having good seats. And yeah. not even having, look at the Taylor Swift, I mean, uh, you know. I will not good. disclose how much I paid for my seats to Taylor Swift. Exactly, it right? Quite a, it was more than a day at Disneyland. We'll just put it that way. Exactly. And that was what, three hours or whatever it may be? I mean, three amazing experience. hours. Three amazing yes. hours. But. <laughs> yes, I, I, I'm sure it was. I'm sure it was amazing. And it's like, you know, think about what entertainment costs nowadays, right? And look at like the bigger picture. It's especially if it's something that you don't get to do often, it's going to be a memory that your kids remember forever and that you will remember forever. I mean, there is a reason why Disneyland 
and Disneyland is, not Walt Disney World, is the most photographed place on earth. <laughs> because it is so wonderful. It's so special. Everyone's trying to capture the memories because it is just a, a place that is worth it. To me, it's worth every single penny. So what you can do though, is just like anything that you'd spend a lot of money on. You know, let's say you were going on a trip to Hawaii. Well, you wouldn't get on the plane and get off the plane and be like, okay, we're here. Now what? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You would plan out your entire trip, right? Yeah. That's what you have to do for Disneyland. Really to maximize your dollar you do have to do a little bit of planning. It's not crazy planning. It's not like Walt Disney World. Walt Disney World, take, there's a lot more planning yeah. into a Walt Disney World trip than a Disneyland trip. Yeah. Disneyland is much more casual. But you're going to definitely want to you know, look at pages like, like ones that I do. You're going to want to look at blogs. You're going to want to look at the entertainment calendar and really maximize your time as best as you possibly can. Um, with your hotel, there are affordable hotels. There's Disneyland on property hotels, but you don't have to stay on them. You can stay off property and they're literally three minutes away yep. from the Disneyland Resort, right across the street, actually. Yep. And some of them have amazing views of the fireworks, by yes. the way, and they're very affordable. Um, you can stay at those type of hotels. You can you know, walk right there to the park. It's a very easy park to get to and really just maximize your day with tips and strategies. Genie Plus is $20 per person. It helps you skip the regular standby line. And that can really help with maximizing your time there and trying to experience everything that you want. But what I like to do and what I like to suggest to other families is you speak to your children. You see what they really want to focus on. They each get to pick a ride. They each get to pick an experience. And also your husband, too. Mm-hmm. Like like mine, I feed him a lot. <laughs> Okay, I don't know one dad out there who doesn't want to be fed a lot of food, right? And you feed them a lot of food. There's there's great places to get beer at Disney California Adventure. There's a lot of opportunities for dads out there. And um and then you just kind of plan the day knowing what you want and you can maximize your time and it really is worth it. It really, really is worth it. And when you look back on the day, when you look back on the memories, you'll go, dang, I'm so glad I did it. Because the memory will be there. You won't remember how much you spent, but the memory will be there. Yep. And you'll have that one moment where your baby kisses Mickey on the nose. Or oh. for us, the, the day that we were like, okay, we're getting annual passes was the day our little two-year-old boy met Pooh Bear. And he just oh. hugged him and he wouldn't stop hugging him. Now, now he's six. But he wouldn't stop hugging his belly. And Pooh Bear just sat there and just let him hug him. He just stroked his oh. head. He just sat there, I swear, for like five whole minutes, just stroking his head. There wasn't anyone else really in line. They'd closed down the line. And it's the point where it's like a legendary family picture because we're all smiling at the camera and my little two-year-old's still just laying on Pooh Bear's stomach. (laughs) (laughs) He would not let go. And we looked at each other and we're like, both with tears in our eyes, like, did we just feel some Disney magic? Do we need to be here all the time? Like. But it'll and, be that and, and one moment, yeah. Yep. And that's something that you can't get anywhere else. You can't get that anywhere else. You know, there's a reason why I, okay, for example, I was at uh, Disneyland a couple years ago, and I met a waitress there. And um, I asked her, I'm like, how long have you been working here? She said, 42 years. <gasps> I love 42 so years. There is not a restaurant in the United States of America where there's been a waitress that's worked there that doesn't own the restaurant or the family mm-hmm. doesn't own the restaurant mm-hmm. that has worked there for 42 years. And there is a reason why she's worked there because it's a magical, wonderful place. Like when you're sitting down on Main Street and you see the Main Street vehicles go up and down, there's a driver there. His name is Steve. 
and he has been there since, I mean, maybe even Walt Disney's time. I was so worried that during COVID, when they reopened, that he wasn't going to be there anymore. <laughs> I was so you. worried that he wasn't going to come back. Mm-hmm. I just kept on thinking about Steve, who drives the red car down Main Street all yeah. the time. Mm-hmm. And then when I first saw him <coughs> on opening day, I was like, He's, he doesn't know who I am. I was like, Steve, you're there. Yes. I was so excited. And he's been there for 58 years, 62 years. There is no place out there where employees choose to go there for decades and decades and decades. And there is a, that's a huge testament to the magic that they feel as well, even working there. Yeah. Yeah. I am so even glad that you there. shared that. That it really is. Yeah. I mean, it's hard to work at any location for longer than a year so (laughs) oh my gosh I mean when you know we were there for opening day my husband and I and we didn't know what to expect we didn't know we we didn't bring our kids because we didn't know if it was going to be like a rush of people or a madhouse or we we just didn't really know what to expect and so it was just my husband and I and we were with a couple of group we were with other people as well and um and I knew I was going to be emotional. I knew it. I wore my waterproof mascara. Yeah. I had a, hank- a a red polka dot handkerchief <laughs> that I was holding on to because I knew I was going to be crying. So sweet. And, you know, we walked on Main Street. We were one of, like, the, the first groups to get in, right? Because of COVID, they, they had to separate people. And uh, it was a very slow entrance into Disneyland because of COVID um, precautions. <clears throat> so we get through it. We get in. And I'm just like this looking around and oh there's the firehouse and there's the flagpole and there's this there's the train station and all of a sudden we turned down main street i was so excited we turned down main street and my mouth dropped my jaw dropped and i looked down and as far as i could see down main street were all of the cast members ranging from the janitor to the ceo of disney on main street waving to us as we walked down saying we've missed you thank you thank you for being here we're so happy you're back all of them individually and I cried like a baby like I will never forget that moment and I walked down and I was just waving to everybody I must have looked like a five-year-old like waving like hello hi hello (laughs) and they were crying we were crying. Everybody around you instantly became your best friend mm-hmm. because they were crying with you. Everyone was crying together. And I had this whole agenda. As soon as we get in, we're going to do this and this and this and this and this. As soon as we experienced that moment as, as we got off Main Street, I had to sit down at a bench and compose myself because I was so overwhelmed by just everyone being so happy that this beautiful place was open again. And that's why when people ask me, is Disneyland, you know, it's just, or when they say it's Disneyland, just a theme park. Like, no, it's not. Trust me. It's not. You don't see grown men crying (laughs) who worked there for 35 years, welcoming you back, you know, and if it wasn't, if it was just a theme park, it's a really special place for a lot of people. And, um, and I just hope that everyone gets to experience it like we do. Thank you for sharing that. That's so special. Yeah. I love the way that you talk about it. We just recently took some friends who hadn't been since they were kids. And now they have two little boys. And um, they were really like, I don't know if Disneyland's our thing. And then we, you know, we did the whole nine yards for them. We planned out the whole day. We mobile ordered. We did the Genie Plus for them and everything so they didn't have to think about it. And at the end of the day, the dad 
of of this family looked at us and he's like, you know, Disneyland really is like a work of art. And <laughs> and we were like, yeah, that's the whole point. <laughs> like it really is. It's an art piece. So anyway, mm-hmm. I love you sharing that. So I want to end with just like Disneyland quick round. Um, sure. I did this with another Disney mama and it ended up being really fast, really fun. So, um, okay. Disneyland or California adventure for you? Disneyland. Disneyland. What is your favorite ride of all time? Pirates of the Caribbean. Pirates of the Caribbean. I love it. It's a full experience. It's it's the longest ride at Disneyland. And, um, it's the last thing that Walt Disney touched before he passed away. Love it. Um, what's your favorite treat of all time? (laughs) Now I know that's a really hard one for you. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Okay. Um, Disneyland popcorn. Disneyland popcorn is made with a couple of special secret ingredients. Um, during COVID I tried to, um, remake it. I failed miserably, failed miserably, even though I knew what those secret ingredients were. Disneyland popcorn just hits different. It is great. It is just, it's perfect for everybody, for the whole family. And especially on a cold night, walking down main street with that warm box of popcorn in your hand Mm -hmm. is just priceless. Love it. Love it. I wasn't expecting that. Um, favorite holiday to celebrate at the park. Also a hard question. Okay. Oh gosh, gosh, it's so it's so it's so hard. Halloween and Christmas. Halloween and Christmas. Um, I'm gonna say Christmas time at the parks. Christmas time at the parks. There's just nothing like it. I and you know I'm Jewish. I don't even really celebrate Christmas too much, but we do. You know we celebrate Santa, but I love Christmas at the parks. There is a sense of joy that you can't experience anywhere else, anywhere else. And it is magical when snow falls down on Main Street at night and the Christmas tree is lit up and you have your kids all buttoned up in their little jackets, especially if they're Southern Californians, they're not used to seeing snow and they're trying to catch the snow, the fake snow, which we call snope because it's snow that, um, that uh, is actual soap and they try to catch it on their tongues. It is magical, magical. Perfect. Love it. Yeah, we had never, until we got our passes, we had never gone at Christmas time. We'd always go, like January, February was when we would always go, and um, or summer. And then once we got our passes, we were like, okay, we're going at Christmas time. And that first Christmas, um, so actually you mentioned chalk earlier. My little boy had had croup suddenly when we got to California. Oh. So we had spent the whole day in the ER getting him, you know, steroids and the breathing treatment and everything and he's prone to croup but then he was fine and we look at the clock and we're like it's 5 p.m do we go into disneyland right now and he was feeling totally better he just had had like his little attack and we were like let's just go in it was our first time going at christmas time and we walk in there and it's 5 p.m so the sun is setting the tree just got lit up the dapper dans are standing up by the train station singing have yourself a merry little Christmas in like perfect <laughs> harmony. And we just sobbed. We were like, oh, <laughs> wait a second. This is a vibe. Like Disneyland yeah. at Christmas. This is what? Mm-hmm. And we just, it was like we were kids again because we'd never been there at Christmas. 
we like walk over we get gingerbread cookies we go we sit down the parade's about to start at 5 30 or whatever the time is and we just sit down on main street and we're like okay what's this parade gonna be and we get to the end and santa comes down the parade <laughs> and my little boy who had been in the er with croup stands up and he'd been laying down like in the stroller pretty just kind of out of it but resting anyway yeah. and santa comes down he stands up and he is shouting santa, it's santa! <laughs> and none of us were expecting santa would be in the parade and we're all crying and we're like santa's oh. here oh my gosh and santa waves at him and i was like hey we have to be here every Christmas for the rest of our kids' lives. Like, no negotiation. Like, this has to happen now. It, it just, there really is nothing that beats Christmas at Disneyland. There is nothing <laughs> that beats it. it. It is. It's true. It's a magical. And it's like the spirit of Christmas you can feel in every part and every aspect of it. They have wintertime enchantment, which happens usually twice a night, where the beautiful lit-up castle goes dark. It goes completely dark. And then it slowly... Um, it slowly gets lit up very, very, you know, slow, um, all the way up to the top. And it has this beautiful sound like music that it, it lights up to. And then right when it fully lights up, the snow falls down on main street. And if you're looking at it, right, if you're looking down main street and you see the tree at the end and you see all the snow falling, it's like something out of a movie. It is like something out of a movie. And, um, especially for Southern Californians, we don't get, we don't get winter. You don't see snow. It is. Yeah. It's just, oh. <laughs> It honestly, it's, you, you feel, um, you feel like a kid again. Does that happen at random times? Is it random? It's typically 7.30 and 8.30. Okay. Awesome. Typically 7.30 and 8.30. Yeah. And it's one of those things you don't have to wait for. You know, um, you could, you could walk right up on main street three minutes before it starts, you know, and you're going to get to experience it. And it's just, oh, I mean, I have, I have a perfect video of my husband carrying my son on his shoulders as he's walking through Main Street with the lights and the snow is just falling and you're just, oh, the Christmas trees in the background and it is beautiful. It's a very, very beautiful place, especially during the holidays. Yeah. Okay. So anyone listening who's planning a Christmas trip <laughs> needs to see that. Um, go, go, go. Okay. And it starts early. It starts the beginning of November. So yes. you get two full months of Christmas. Yes. Two full months. Yep. And there's two full months of Halloween too. Correct. Right. Correct. And it gets so, earlier and earlier every year. Yeah, it, it does. When I heard that um, the Wondrous Journeys is ending at the end of August, I was like, what? What? Why? Yes. No. No. <laughs> but, I mean, we love Halloween, but I was like, that seems really early for it to be ending. I know. Because it's only a couple months away when you really think about it. Mm-hmm. And Wondrous Journeys, you know, all the fireworks shows they are, are amazing. You know, they have amazing music and projections and they're all different in their own way. They all have a different theme and wondrous journeys because of the Disney 100 celebration. They really went all out for this fireworks, um, spectacular. And it is a spectacular. I, I must sound like I cry all the time. I really, really don't. I really, really don't. What's but funny is I do. So there's no shame show, here. There's no shame here. Oh. <laughs> That show, I saw the first night, and I had goosebumps throughout most of it. But there's a very uh, point at the end, I don't want to spoil for anyone, but it does involve Winnie the Pooh, that I am sorry. If you, there's not a dry eye in the entire land, because if you don't shed tears at that moment, it's like, you must be a robot. Yeah. Because I don't know how you do it. It is, you look around, and you just see everyone is bawling 
falling and holding on to each other. And it's such a magical show. It's definitely a show that will come back, you know, um, you know, right once the holiday season ends, you know, in the middle of January. I, I, I'm sure it will come back because it is a beautiful show and it's quite the experience that I think that they want to continue um, sharing with people, with guests. Yeah. Oh. I love it. I love it so much. Thanks for sharing that. Okay, um, a couple more quick questions. What do you collect mm-hmm. from the parks? Is there anything you collect? <laughs> <laughs> um, I We do collect the light-up um, ice cubes. Oh, like at the Blue Bayou and... Yeah. So, at, you know, especially also during the holidays or seasonal, there'll be seasonal drinks. Some of them are non-alcoholic. Some of them are alcoholic. It just depends on, on which drink it is. And they come with a light up glow cube. Mm-hmm. And what we used to do is we used to collect them when the kids were little. And we would, um, and that's when they would bathe together. We would put them in the bath oh, after our genius. Disney days. And turn off the lights and throw all the glow cubes in the bathtub. That is genius. And they thought it was the coolest thing ever. Um, and during the holiday um, Halloween season, they have something called a poison apple martini where they have a special light up cube for that one. And, you know, we always like to have a little bit of fun there too as adults. Mm-hmm. And um, one time we, we put the kids in the bath. And also you can get the light up glow cubes without having to have an alcoholic drink. But um, – we, were, we put the kids in the in the bathtub and we lit up all the glow cubes. And my husband looked at me and he goes, we have been really collecting these things. <laughs> because the entire bathroom was left. So, like, it like, was not at all We've a lot dark. of martinis, sweetie. <laughs> we have had a lot of fun at Disneyland. Because we're like, whoa, like the kids' faces are all like lit up. <laughs> it was so just funny. one of those things that we collect. Yeah, yeah. I love that. We also collect a lot of... A lot of clothes, a lot of like popcorn buckets also and all that stuff. Yeah. We buy everything. Yeah. We buy everything. Yeah. I had to stop buying mugs because my my cupboard's mm. too full. There's not, not enough room. My husband's like, you're going to have yeah. to pick and choose some mugs. Put some away in storage. Yeah. And I'm like, I can't. I, I love my mugs. <laughs> How dare you say such words? Absolutely not. <laughs> but when there's not enough room, you might have too much. Um, okay, what is your favorite entertainment at the park? Oh, wow. Um, gosh. There's a lot of great entertainment at the park, especially seasonal. Um, I love the Dapper Dance. Mm-hmm. I love the Dapper Dance. Um, they are, they um, embody Disneyland to me. Um, it feels like I'm living in Walt's town of Marceline, Missouri, which is what Main Street is is uh, modeled after, I truly feel like I've gone back in time when I listen to them. I love them. And I love them seasonally. During the Halloween season, they have Halloween outfits on and they sing Halloween songs. And during the Christmas season, like you said before, they sing Christmas songs. Um, and then they also do like their seasonal, you know, type of music as well. I absolutely love listening to them. They are, that's a big um, source of entertainment for me. Also something that some people may not consider entertainment. The Jungle Cruise Ride, as fun as it is for littles, is super fun for adults as well because the cast member that drives the boat is called the Jungle Skipper. And it's like a little mini comedy show. It's like a stand-up comedy show. Mm -hmm. And I absolutely 
love listening to them. And that's such a source of entertainment to me. I have laughed sometimes so hard where I felt like I was going to like pee my pants because I'm like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, this is so funny. And especially if you get a good one, every jungle skipper is different. Some of them write their own jokes um, and get them approved. Some of them are from Disney, um, but it's all in like the way that they deliver it. And some of them have been seriously hilarious where Jack and I, my husband and I still laugh about some of the jokes that we've heard. And that's just a great, it's all entertainment, it is entertainment. right? Just walking around the park. Yeah. Yeah. Looking at the ducks with their little baby ducks walking around in the springtime. That's a form of entertainment <laughs> to me, you know, but, um, but yeah, definitely if I were just to think of a, a, a musical, it's, you know, option of entertainment, it would be the Dapper Dance. I love that so much. Okay. My last question is what is your dream Disney job? Oh my gosh. <laughs> if you were working um, at the park, you could, t- could have any job. Oh my gosh. Well, th- they say the best job is the janitorial job at Disneyland because you get to really experience everything. Um, but I have a dream on my bucket list. It doesn't have to be anything um, reoccurring. I just want to one time in my life be in a parade. Mm-hmm. Just one time. And it doesn't matter what my position in that parade would be. I could be, it doesn't have to be the princess or anything like that. I'll be the big snowman. I'll be the snowman. You don't even see me. Snowmen are pretty cute. Or the reindeer that like hops down Main Street. No one knows who you are. Mm -hmm. No one knows who you are. I just want to be in a parade one time because I love the parades. I'll be like the girls at the end, like when like the parade is over and they just walk with the rope. Holding the rope. And they're kind of, it's like a little awkward. And they're just like, bye, the parade is over. I'll be that person. Like I'll be anybody in the parade. It doesn't matter what it is. I just want to be in a parade one time, just one time. That's so fun. That would be a huge thing um, to check off my bucket list. I love that. Not going to happen. Not going to happen. But it's something that, you know, you can, you can dream about. (laughs) Well, there's a lot of people who I think have retirement jobs at Disney. So that could be, yes. that could be in your future. <laughs> you never know. I could be like the, the fairy godmother. Mm-hmm. <laughs> totally. Totally. She's adorable. She's so adorable. She is adorable. Um, okay. So the question we ask all of our guests that we bring on, um, no matter what mm-hmm. the topic is that we're bringing them on for, what, how would you just the first three words that come to your mind, describe yourself as a mom in three words. Fun. Um, hugging, touching, I'm a toucher and memory maker. Love it. I I really think about my kids' lives as what are they going to take from this when they're older and how are they going to remember their childhoods? And I just try very, very hard to make sure that they can look back and just think of a lot of fun memories. Love it so much. Love it. So tell everybody where they can find you. um, Just everywhere they can find you online. Come connect with this absolute joy and fun that you that you exude. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, come be part of the Disneyland party with me. Um, I'm on Instagram as California Disney Bliss. You can also find me on Facebook and a little bit on TikTok. And I have a blog that is going to be um, 
um, up and ready probably I'd you know, say like in a couple months it's basically gonna have everything that I have um, on Instagram but in a searchable form Instagram is kind of hard sometimes when you are looking for something that you remember seeing that I've done it's kind of hard to do a search option or try to find something that I've done um, because I do put out a lot of content so but yeah California Disney bliss pretty much everywhere and um, Bridget if you're ever at the parks please come up and say hi to me. I love meeting new people. I love meeting Disney people. A lot of the people that I met in the parks are now my good, good friends. And um, I love to be part of the community and I love to bring people into the community as well. Well, thank you so much for joining us on the Mamahood. We just, you are, you are such a joy. And it has been, I know all the moms are going to want to go and find you just because I, and I hope they will. I want them to go find you and, and go connect <laughs> with you. And we'll put all of the links to your Instagram and everything in our, in our show notes. So Wonderful. That sounds so good. Yeah. Sounds so good. Thank you so much for this opportunity. And I loved connecting with you and um, all people that listen to your podcast. Thank you, Bridget.